this month, Rivers of Nihil will release their new album, The Work, via Metal Blade Records. In arguably a very dense, heavy collection, Rivers of Nihil have forged further into new territory, delivering an album that is as cerebral as it is visceral, and that covers a staggering sonic range, definitively placing them in a category of their own. Fans can also catch the band on the road with The Black Dahlia Murder, After the Burial, Carnifex, and Undeath all month long in North America. Purchase your copy of The Work and check tour dates now at metalblade.com slash Rivers of Nihil. Make sure you're picking up the new record from Rivers of Nihil, The Work. Once again, metalblade.com slash Rivers of Nihil. This is the Metal Sucks Podcast with your hosts, Petter Spych, Brandon Hahn, and Sylvia Alvarado. Metal Sucks Podcast. What's going on, everybody out there? It is I, your host, Petter Spych. I'm always joined by the lovable, huggable, and shaven. Am I shaven today? No, I no. lied, but yeah. they don't know, bro. All right, go with it, they man. Theater of the mind. This my is name shaven is, to me. My yes. name is Brandon Hahn, and you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at your buddy Gooch. Do you ever clean shave? No. You do like a thing that gives you a little bit of stubble. I do well because I don't like to go straight metal to the face because it irritates my skin. Oh, oh yeah. he's got God sensitive skin. Baby oh, boy. No. Oh, baby. Oh, my goodness. And also on the show. It's me. Sylvia. Yeah? You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at It's the Sylvia. Make sure you guys follow her at uh, It's the Sylvia. She's hungover right now. And make I sure am. to follow her. <laughs> I am. We're going to be as loud as possible because you got a headache. <laughs> I do have a headache. Two beers in. We'll not talk, even, not we'll even, talk no, about it. No, it's not even that. Make sure to follow other co-hosts, guys. That's at that's Jocelyn Sharp. That's at J-O-Z-A-L-Y-N Sharp on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. She is the Wizard of Jaws on TikTok. If you guys want to follow me, I'm at Rise to Offend on Facebook and Twitter. Rise to Offend official on Instagram. This week, guys, oh, I'm so excited to finally get to talk to Jake from Rivers of Nile. Guys, the work is out right now. It came out this past Friday. Oh, the album is amazing. I'm so happy and lucky that I get to promote this record. Make sure if you guys haven't picked it up or heard it, you take the time to do so. But before we jump into that interview, guys, let's do a little bit of that Metal Sucks news. It's a failed education we're giving you. Manipulating facts with opinions We got you in the palm of our hands Pushing you to hate is part of the plan So thanks for the power you've gifted us We're worthy of your mind and all of your trust Dying for our cause, you'll never regret it It's Metal Sucks News, prepare for your lesson We'll take good care of your soul You'll be safe under our control You know what? What? Gooch is really good at this. Yeah. Yeah, he's really good at these uh, sound, I these songs. I wouldn't be surprised if he ever like released an album. Yeah, I think you should release an album I think of you should. news intros. Of Metal Sucks News it's not even, No, no, it's not even that. Just like regular songs. I don't even know where they're at. I want to I want to start a punk band I want because that's the easiest because, music. Because that's, that's not bad at all. I can't do metal. It's, that's it, actually really catchy. It needs, it needs, metal needs, it's got to be like, like hardcore, the most, that's probably the most metal I could do. Just as far as like on a talent-based thing. Can you perform anything live? 
Uh, I mean, I could probably sing live. Okay, but, but you, you need play. a band to, yeah, to yeah. play these ditties. Yeah, but I could probably write the chords out and stuff, and then I'll have somebody. I wonder if I wonder if we can fill up a bar. Brandon Hahn doing his ditties. Yeah, that's right. Doing his ditties. <laughs> doing his, his ditties. Here's a song about Can you poop. imagine people singing to the Metal Sucks News jingle live? It is, that would be it's, ridiculous. Dude, I'm telling Anyways, you. It's I, very I, catchy. I do it's it. happening. I know the lyrics at this point. It's catchy. Yes. It so, is catchy. First show we're going to talk about, guy. First show. Oh, I got it. I'm not hungover. Ready? <laughs> Actually, no, this kind of does go along with it. No, nope, first kind story. Of. Yeah. Okay. First story we're going to talk about. All right. Okay. If you're going to drive, this is kind of an, a stupid question, but I'm just going to make it happen because I want to <laughs> tie into the story. If you were going to take your car, mm-hmm. me and Brandon have trucks, and drive into a show, a band playing, what band would you drive your car into? Oh, let's see here. There's so many. Oh wow, I, I don't. I, I'm thinking about right right now. Go ahead. Who, who's the first band? You're like, I'm just gonna take out these fans. Take out the fans. Well, well that's to, uh, in essence, to, you're driving your car through the venue. Is oh. it to kill the fans, or what's because you're so? Why excited? would you drive your car into? Uh, oh no, no. It's I'm 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 assuming you're. I don't want to drive into fans. No, I don't but like kill if anybody. I can, if I could like drive something into like a, a power transformer, it'll knock out the concert. Okay, let's do that. Let's say. Nobody gets hurt for sure. Okay. Maroon 5. You're Maroon done. Maroon 5, Power Transformer, done. done. What about you? I don't know. Uh, Beyonce. Okay. Beyonce, wow. I know. I don't know. I That's like. Crazy. I love Destiny's Child. I For some reason, I feel like Beyonce's overrated. I'm Me? sorry. You're, Motley you're, you're Crue? Not, you're because not right. I want Vince Neil to do acapella. <laughs> yeah. <it's> like, <laughs> ah! <laughs> Shout out to the devil. Well, the story oh, this week, guys. Shout the devil and... Uh, Oh, oh no! I, I kind of cut it off. I love it. I love it. The story this week is a disgruntled fan drove his car into a bar during a POD show. POD. They're like the nicest guys yeah, ever. Yeah, they're like they're right. Christ they're followers. fun. They're great. Yeah. yeah, they're they're a religious based band. Yeah. So did obviously, he, did he uh, did he feel so alive? Oh, really? What mm. other songs do you know about POD? Youth of a Nation. <laughs> and here comes the boom. Boom. There we go. Yeah. Was, that's what I was hoping you'd go for. Yeah. But he went with yeah. Youth of a Nation. So here comes the boom. That would that would have worked out. Would have also car. worked out too. But hey, man, you're driving your car into a bunch of people. I'm sure that you're getting an adrenaline shot in one Wait, way or another. So because does this guy hate POD? No. In essence, the security kicked him out, and he drove into the POD while. I don't know if they're performing, but into the bar that POD was oh, performing. So it I went see. into the bar. Did it yes. hit anybody? Well, it doesn't say that anybody got hurt, but he just drove into the Zydeco bar at 1030 on September 21st. And they posted a video and it looks like he went through a barricade and just hit the side of the building and pretty much hit a oh. window. So he definitely was like, oh, shit, I'm going to hit this place and try to kick overcorrect and luckily nobody got hurt the chance of this guy being drunk is like i'd say 97.9 yeah yeah 100 100 yeah i was trying to do math real quick i just couldn't i could have stuck with 100 i I want to know the whole story it's in birmingham alabama does that help oh it helps out a lot never mind (laughs) okay moving on he's all roll tide bang roll tide bam i just don't understand the why it was just anger Oh, yeah. I, 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 That's what I want to get around why? angry dudes. And, and, and <laughs> they do so something. If, if, if you know someone who's got anger issues, oh, they do true. something and you just kind of look at them like, you're going to realize like, wow, a little bit later, hopefully, you know? Sure. But uh, yeah, this is a, obviously a dude with anger issues. There's a lot of dudes with anger issues, man. I'm glad no one was hurt. No, we're at least, you know, thank it's not God reported. no one was hurt because this is absolutely insane to drive a vehicle into anything but mm-hmm. i'm assuming this guy's gonna do some serious jail time this is attempted murder right 
Uh, I mean, oh, they're if, not going to just slap him on the wrist and be like, "Hey, he was just mad no, at the bar." You're driving kind of a like car into con- a business. Consequences. Dude. If he drove drove a car into the business, you know, again, if there was no people, I don't know. I can't. I it might. No just people be, are in there. He didn't hit anybody though. Right, right. But I mean, it's like, yeah. I mean, who knows? It definitely that sounds like attempted murder with a weapon or something. I mean, right? I mean, or assault with a deadly weapon. Bro, I, I personally think that. Um, I think that yeah, he's got some jail time. And I coming. mean, just like, why would you want to fuck up your car for POD? Yeah. Like, come on. Well, the ban on the stage at the time was from Ashes to New. Okay, but POD was the headliner. If if got you guys it. want to say what band got crashed into, I guess it was. From I Ashes want to, to New. know the whole story, mm-hmm. and I want to know exactly what set this guy off. Like, was did he, he get, like, oh yeah, like the Kool Aid guy? Oh yeah, oh, oh yeah, good idea. I like that. Yeah, he got crashed ejected. the wall. Oh yeah, he oh, got yeah. ejected from the venue. <laughs> Do you think and he was trying it. to get like try to hit the the security guard? Most likely, if if uh, if people, you know, I don't know. That's usually where it comes. Yeah. You know, is the security guards like throw people kill the up, messenger? You know? I guess. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow, that's horrible. That's well, luckily, first... no one was injured, or you know. You know what? I, this week, uh, we'll I'll segue into this. Is that I have a stepson for people that don't know, eleven year old stepson, and uh, and. Um, we went to our first concert. I talk about it in my interview with Jake here, upcoming first. Our first concert was Rivers of Nile and, and Black Dahlia Murder with him. And, and there was an incident with some guy that was punching the security guard in front of our, my uh, 11-year-old kid. And then like five guys mobbed him and pulled him up. And that was the only time of the concert where he was looking at me. He's like, should we go? Is something going to happen? I'm like, no, this is normal. Yeah, <laughs> this is normal. This, there's fine. always one. This is what entertainment's one like. guy yeah. that wants to do shit like this. So don't worry about it. It's a really good microcosm of the world. Like, but, you know, me, you'll have one shithead who wants to start word. some scare kid. You know, I don't well, know who no, would do this. Uh, here's the like, thing nah, is I, that's not the majority. We have. Yeah, it's definitely not the majority. I, I mean, I can break this down, but I mean, we came there. He was so excited and scared because this is his first concert. And it's course. a metal concert. So down the road when he's older, he's going to be like, what was your first show? It's going to be like Rivers of Nile, Black Dolly Murder, Carnifex. Mm-hmm. After the burial, and uh, he wanted to get there as early as possible to see all the bands. Because I was going to be like, "Let's just go see Rivers of Nile." Go forward, I was, you know, because I'm mm-hmm. I'm an older gentleman, and I'm like, I don't want to be there for six hours on my or of five course. hours on my life. But he's like, I want to be there, and I want to be up front. So went up front. Security guards uh, right away were really cool with them. They like between the sets, they put a chair out so he can sit down because we were right up front. All the fans knew it was his first concert. It was it was a That's great time. Awesome. And so. Uh, but yeah, dude, uh, the first band on stage was Undeath, and he was like, you saw him like without being aware of how loud it was going to be, and he had earplugs in, because you know, he's 11, and I'm not going to make him not wear earplugs. And then when Rivers and Nile hit the stage, dude, I just looked, glanced at him for a second, and he was just like transfixed. Like he couldn't even move. And then Carnivix came out, scared him a little bit, but not really. Because I know they just kept singing about hell. <laughs> so, it's always fun. And then, dude, I mean... After the burial, like that was the band when we walked out. He's like, I want after the burial shirt. That was the band that stuck with them. And he was there to see Rivers and Black Dahlia because those are the bands that I'm, again, every one of these bands I've been lucky enough to interview and have on the show, every single one of the bands we saw, except Mm -hmm. for Undeath. Okay. Mm -hmm. So it was like a Tuesday night in Las Vegas. I had to get the kid, you know, there early. And I'm like, you know, my wife's like, hey, make sure he's home by 10. And I'm like, dude. You know, he's like, I don't want to go. I don't want to go. He wanted to stay all the way through the end of obviously Black Dahlia murder who 
were great. And so I got him home at like, it's like 12, 15. (laughs) I got a text that like, you you know, when you're like, my wife texts me at like, where are you guys? And I'm like, we're just going to let this one go. (laughs) Like, I'm just going to take the hit later, show her that he's happy. Next day I had to wake him up to go to school, dude. He was jazzed, good, everything. He couldn't wait to to tell his friends and all that stuff. And originally his friend was going to come with him. And his, uh, but his, his friend's mom was like, well, I have to be there, you know, too. And I'm like, obviously your kid's 11. It's a heavy metal show. There's, you know, people are say they're scary, even though the whole crowd's super supportive and amazing, you know, you, you know, people that are there know the truth. And, uh, she backed out because she was like, well, will there be mosh pits? And I'm like, yes, but we will not be near them. We cannot be there. Like, okay. You know, so, hey. So, Joe, I, I, hey, I'm not going to argue with you. There will be a mosh pit. I can't be like, no, there's no mosh pit. There definitely was mosh pits during every band. Yeah. You know? But it's there, kind of like a black hole. You have to be like far yes, away yeah. from yeah. it. So like there the might gravity be, doesn't pull you My stepson was so excited when he saw the mosh pit because he <gasps> looked over and he saw them running around. He's like, he, he hits me on the shoulder. He's like, look, look. And I'm like, yeah, I've, I've seen him. You know, yeah. I was just like, wow. <laughs> I've I, seen I pretended. Him. I've caught an elbow in the face But before. like the I crowd surfing well. part, there was a, a part where there were crowd surfing uh during the black dahlia part and that just blew his mind you know i think it would have been awesome hey wow that guy just drove a vehicle in the venue (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) then i would have gotten forever i would have been like fuck the pod show right yeah uh then i would have been like all right sorry about that but anyways it was uh it was pretty amazing to be me at 41 you know seeing an an 11 year old's first show because i went to my first concert uh, it was 11, and my first metal show, or a hard rock show, was about, I think, 11 or 12. Mm-hmm. But I had a slew of, because I knew this this dude in my apartment complex, his name was Derek, that was in high school at the time, he was like 15, and he was the guy that was really getting me into metal shows, and he was the one like, let's go to this, let's go to this, let's go to this. So I, I was lucky enough to like find a, uh, a, a dude to kind of introduce me, because obviously my parents weren't going to go, but my brother went to all that stuff. But mm-hmm. what was your guys' first metal show? First metal show? Yeah. I'd probably say... I think Anthrax mm. with John Bush. Wow. So you were, you were older. I was like 18, yeah. 18, 18 wow. or 19, yeah. Sylvia, you? Uh, metal show? Yeah. My first concert was My Chemical Romance. That counts, I think. It's That's not the same. Metal. It's not metal, Me- but it's metal, still but the metal. It's the same. You shut up. <laughs> Like metal over. and punk <laughs> and all that stuff. Like I, I, I feel like that. How old were you? I was sixteen. Wow. And I was at the House of Blues, it's and that was like when I first kind of, sort of got caught into a, a, a mosh pit. Ah. Yeah, I was too close to the hole. The too, actually, you were no, too I, close to the black hole. I take it back. <laughs> I the the first hole. metal show, and it, does Primus count? Primus and Primus System counts. of a Down. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, System yeah. of a Down. That okay. was nineteen ninety nine. This is right before. You were nineteen then. Yeah. Oh, wow. I was there with you. Yeah, you were there with yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. So that was fantastic. your first, yeah. No, I was 20. I was 20. I just 20. turned 20 yeah, on yeah, that day. Yeah. So mine was uh, 11 or 12. Yeah, and the first- You were the, uh, you were the youngest out, out of us. Yeah, yeah. I, I went to, the first like hard rock metal show I saw was Ugly Kid Joe. And okay. then that same week at the Huntridge Theater, I saw Faith No More. And that's the band that, it was on the Angel Dust Tour. And that's the band that this dude took me to. I'm like, this is my favorite band forever. And I just, that, that was my favorite band forever until they broke up. And I got to see them at that same venue on that, uh, the album of your tour when they went, the, when they're kind of their final tour before they broke up and opening for them, mm-hmm. Limp Biscuit. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. oh pat yourself on the back. But anyways, yeah, that first summer, um, he took me to see, I saw Tool in 93. I saw Typo negative on the bloody kisses tour i had no idea who they were and the same thing like 
I was going to these shows blind. I didn't have these records, you know, mm-hmm. at the time. And then that's what eventually got me in there. But uh, what Derek did to me, I'm hoping to do to my stepson. <laughs> I'm hoping Aww. to be like, let's just get you to all these bands. Because, like, I'm telling you, I'm not saying anything negative about Undeath. But when Rivers of Nile hit and he saw the bass's strings and, and you know, how Jake was on stage and just the ambiance that that mm-hmm. band brought, dude, his eyes were just trans. I was like, is this kid blinking? It was like he couldn't believe it, you know? <laughs> That's and, awesome. Uh, it was great to see that. And the very next day, he, he looks at the venue, who else is playing there? Uh-huh. And he's like, I want to go to that and that and that. It says all ages on all those. And I'm like, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll. We'll see. I'll, 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 I'll take you to Black Veil Brides if you really want, buddy. <laughs> right. Right. At this point, he's just like, does it have black in the name? It's probably got to be metal. You know? uh, I'll take you there. Yeah. Uh, it's not a problem. We can do a day to remember if you really want, buddy. Aww. You know. But he just was anything that said all ages. I'm like, dude, I'm in. I don't care. I got, I got respect for all the, the touring acts out there. But yeah, he got really excited. And and so that was kind of a, it was kind of a magical moment. Me and Jake do talk a little bit about the interview. I gave Jake the heads up. Hey, we're going to go. Mm-hmm. You know, and, uh, and all that stuff. But uh, one of the first major bands I saw though was Metallica I saw them at the uh, uh, an arena and it was 93 so I was a little bit older but it was Metallica this is the this is the story it was Metallica Alice in Chains <sighs> Suicidal Tendencies and uh, I forgot and Candlebox that was the venue Alice in Chains day of show sorry we cannot perform and this was the only chance I would have had to see Lane Staley right but they didn't show up. So replacing them was fight with Rob Halford. Right. So to me, I was like, Oh cool. Cause I had the war of words record. And, uh, but, uh, I was so fucking bummed not to see Alice in Chains. My brother was there and I remember my arms just being folded like pouty, at Rob Halford on stage. Like, fucking Rob Halford. It's supposed to be Alice in Chains. You know, like I was, wow. I was a punk-ass kid. <laughs> fucking man. Rob Look, Halford. Looking back. I was well, like, especially looking back on it now. Because I, I never saw like, him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, that was 93. He only had, what, it was maybe four or five years It was later, Jar of Flies time. Yeah. It was Jar, it was, I remember Jar of Flies just came out and yeah. do that, that EP. I mean, when we did the best EPs of all time on the show, that was our number one. Yeah. Yes. That is like, that EP is... Lane Staley died in like 2002, I think. Yeah, I don't know how much they toured um, after that point, though, in 93, because he had the the addiction issues. Again, yeah. I didn't research this. I just don't know how much he toured, but that would have been awesome. And they, Metallica did play Man in the Box. <laughs> yeah. Well, they came back and, and they did yeah. it. But they played like two and a half hours. And my mom dropped me and my brother off. And this was my, this was my birthday present. So it was like 13-year-old birthday. And she sat in the car at this uh, arena the for whole time? The entire show, dude. <gasps> and it was like a six hour of, she just sat in the car. She wouldn't leave. Bless your mother. And then she went, and when we, she we had a book. Up, she stayed in the she same, she stayed in the same spot. She's like, I'll be here. And I'm like, what do you mean? She's like, I'll be here. And it was like F E or, or, or F eight, like wherever uh-huh. in the parking lot. And we went straight there. She didn't even move the car, man. Like, she had a, she had a cooler with us. She was like, I'm ready for this. But yeah. And my brother, who is not a metalhead uh-huh. at all. Um, like he was, yeah, he, he was really happy that he got to see the Metallica. He went with me and Derek to see Faith No More too. So I remember like the one song I can play with him getting out, getting mad at me was Midlife Crisis by mm-hmm. Faith No More. But anyways, the reason I bring up Metallica is because the Black Album, back in the top 10 on the Billboard. Now this album, and that was the tour I saw them on, obviously, during that time, uh, for people that don't know. But this album is just mind-boggling to me mm-hmm. on record sales. Like I... I, I am happy because I think it's a great record. I am a fan of this record, but the fact it is just the—I think it's just the—it's so commercial. That's what it is. Like the black—I don't think this, it's, it outsells Appetite for Destruction. I know it outsells 
ACDC but, back in black. But Guns N' Roses and ACDC were, were always considered like hard rock. It wasn't like metal. Like Metallica. I would think hard as rock far would as like, more. As far as, but that's what I'm saying. It's like, but when it comes to metal albums, when you're talking about just, fa- not, I wouldn't even say favorite, but just most popular metal albums, right you got to be, it's got to be the black album. I mean, how many song, how many, how many top 10 hits of that album yeah. put out there? And that was in the metal genre. Plus, and then how, like, you know, nothing else matters. It can be converted into like a pop song. Right. You have Miley Cyrus and Elton yeah. John covering it. So no, now, dude, I'm telling you the promo for the 30th anniversary, like it has been intense. There has been so much promotion behind the 30th. Yes. Uh, dude, I'm telling you like every day I'm like, there's a new promotion for the black album. You and got it's like the book coming out. You have the, uh, the, I'm one of those dudes that like have listened to this so much that if I, and I, I I'm not saying I don't love the album, but I don't need to hear enter Sandman ever again in my life. <laughs> like, right. That's I mean, what I'm saying. It comes, on, live, right? it comes on every it, chance. Every, like, every, yeah, every time I, I turn around, that song's coming up. Yeah. That song is, that song is like, I mean, I overplayed it. It's one of those, mm-hmm. right. right. Uh, growing up. Cause I remember, being in the mirror, you know, as a kid. Pretending you were James Hetfield? Well, I don't know. I I think I was pretending I was Axl Rose singing James Hetfield songs. Right. <laughs> Can I do that? Sure, yeah. why not? Yeah. At a band. I, 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 I didn't like James Hetfield's uh, uh, mustache. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm making yeah. that up. I made that up. No, no. Hetfield uh, was great. I just, I don't know, man. I, there was, you're, 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 when you sang alone in the bathroom in the mirror to these mm-hmm. songs, your mind was just in a, you made the Yeah. You were like, Axl Rose. You were in the, you were in the music video. I liked Axl Rose's, uh, <laughs> that's what it was. Swagger like, and attitude as a kid. Of course. You know, and James Hetfield uh, seemed too nice. Well, James Hetfield seemed you like know, he was. You know, my favorite Metallica member was always Newstead, which makes no sense, but well, as a kid, he was just my favorite. With, with Metallica, it's like James Hetfield's part of Metallica. Axl Rose is Axl Rose. Mm-hmm. It's like, and it's always been Axl Rose. I'm not going to say the other guys. I mean, obviously we all love Slash, but it's like, but again, it was always, Axl Rose has always been his own mm-hmm. just brand. De- yeah. Identity. That's always been yeah. him. It's just always been his own style. Something about that November rain video or well, and on top of that, any like this guy's an artist. And on top of that, like anytime it's a cocaine. front man, anytime it's a front man with no instrument in his hand, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, you you emulate that guy. I mean, James had to just sit there, you know, with yeah. the guitar. You know, yeah. maybe he walks over to another microphone, but, but I mean, the it's guitar not out. How would he perform? That's what I'm saying. He's yeah. not doing the snake slither that acts that I remember. Does. I, I mean, remember like, yeah. recording him do Stone Cold Crazy without a guitar in his hand when they did that Queen tribute show yeah. on mm-hmm. Channel. It was on Fox Five. I recorded that. I watched it a bunch of times. Yeah, and I could not just. I, my mind could not understand why he didn't have a guitar in his hand. Why is he singing Stone Cold Crazy without a guitar? This looks weird to me. Like, it was, it was like, I, you need that familiarity. Like, yeah. no, I know James. He plays guitar. Right? <laughs> like, he can't do this. Anyway, so, yeah, so it was a great week for me, man. I, I got to tell you, like, the older you get, um, seeing that the community that you love, and I mean, the amount of effort we put into everything with promoting the music, the scene, and everything we love on this show alone, um, to, to just be a part of seeing that generation thing, like knowing that it's it's always going to be around, it was pretty cool for me, man. And I, I sent you guys videos, but uh, you know, I hate recording bands during concerts, it's yeah. not my thing. I'm not the cell phone holding guy, but I was like, I gotta sell out, I gotta do it. Well, I mean, I it's, to it's for that his memory, face. man, yeah. it's for his, yeah, yeah, so the first I, time. I, I, I mean, did, yeah, it. I did I it. it, I did it on a few. But don't you guys worry in Rivers of Nile. I will not be putting them on YouTube. You guys sounded amazing, but let them see you live. I don't do that shit. But my point is, oh, yeah, I, 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 I captured a couple. I captured a couple. Yeah. Dude, they played clean off the new record. Man, fucking that song live is like next level shit. Dude, enough. Let's get to the fucking interview, right? Yeah. We're talking about the goddamn concert. We're talking about songs. But before we jump into the interview, real quick, guys, I want to remind you, Rotted Through has released their debut album, The Depths, available on all major platforms 
and RottedThrough.com. The Depths is a darknet-inspired horror show that gets deliberately heavier the deeper you descend. Peer into the dark web and check out their concept video for the album single to stretch to tear on YouTube or RottedThrough.com. And make sure to follow them on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram at Rotted Through. One more time, guys. The new album, the debut record from Rotted Through, The Depths, is out now and available on all major platforms. With that, guys, let's jump into my interview with the one and only Jake from Rivers of Nihil. So my my I have an eleven year old stepson. We're gonna start we're gonna start it like this, I guess. And um, okay. his first concert is gonna be tomorrow night here in Las Vegas. And the first band he's gonna see is you guys. So that is awesome. <laughs> so I remember the first time I saw a band. Every fear, everything. I'm the little person in the room because I was around his age as well. And okay. uh, so, um, what are you guys gonna do to to make sure he's a metal lifer? being the first band he's going to see at 11 years old tomorrow? Well, my friends, we're going to, first off, we're going to put on the best show ever. <laughs> and, uh, you know, that, 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 that is top priority right there. And, um, you know, with, with him in mind, having it be his first show, it usually excites me. Because, like, every once in a blue moon, I'll give, have a friend come out who has a kid, They'll be like, yeah, this is the first show. Or I'll have a fan come out, and they'll be like, this is the first show. Um, and, you know, sometimes I give them the shout-out or give them, you know, the, you know, the show call. Or, but really, it's just kind of having the show kind of directed towards them, you know, in, in, in a non-obvious way. But the, the show kind of becomes about that person, in a way, you know, um, for, for, for being their first time. Yes. You know, especially, especially if the artist knows. You know, so if a band knows that someone participating at the show is their first time being there, it can really be a transformative thing. You know, I, I remember, I, I definitely didn't have that <laughs> first time experience, but I remember, um, you know, uh, a friend of mine, again, a friend of mine, I try, uh, had a kid came out to a show and we gave him a shout out and it made, it made his whole day. It, 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 it probably went extend beyond that. I mean, from that point on, every concert probably went to, you know, that was a staple in the back of his mind, that first show. So that, that's exactly what the goal would be, to make a staple in the back of his mind of what, of what shows should be like, you know what I mean, for, for everyone, regardless of what age you're coming into it, experiencing it, you know. Dude, and, uh, it's, yeah, it's yeah. going to be cool, man. And I got to tell you, he's, he's 11, and he texts his friend who wants to go, and then his friend's like, I can only go if my mom comes with me. So I'm going to be chaperoning uh, two 11-year-olds <laughs> like at a you know Rivers and Nile and Carnifex and Black Dahlia show. And I'm like, I feel like a good grown-up. <laughs> no, you're, do, you're, do, you're doing a great thing. You're I doing am. a great thing. Yeah. I you know, it, it, I, I honestly, I, you know, it's an experience I, I, I hope a lot of younger people have at some point in time because, you know, the the experience of going to a live concert especially at that age yeah. at around 11 years old that's a, that's a life transformative thing you know what I mean regardless of, of what goes on in, in you know personal life or you know where that person is at in their life it can be a really inspiring or you know or, or kind of grounding experience so to speak you know really eye-opening experience you know 
having no idea what's going on or, or maybe having some idea what's going on, still never having gone to a live show. It's, it's you know, it's, it's something that is, extends beyond what watching any YouTube video can do. You said you know, it. at home. You said it. Yeah. That wall you know of I mean? sound, right? They, they don't even know until, like, I'm used to it now, and, you know, but I'm like, they don't even know until they're there, like, what those amps are going to do to them. And I can't yeah. wait. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> exactly. I'm so excited for you guys. Yeah, dude, it's, it's going to be a blast, man. So everybody, by the way, on the show, i got Jake from Rivers of Nile. We are here to talk about the new record, The Work. It is coming out, if you guys don't know, September 24th. Guys, so excited about the new album. Let's go back to the writing process of this, um, because the first song, if I'm not mistaken, was written back in 2018. So you guys started working on this during the Owls tour, and it's kind of gone through all the years. Tell us about that whole process for you guys as, as a band. Yep, we started writing this on the album, uh, on the Owls tour, and, um, you know, by the time we completed our last European tour, um, right before COVID broke out, that's when we kind of, we had no plans to tour for the rest of, of you know, the remaining time up until this tour that we just did now. In fact, that last European tour we did with Thy uh, uh, Artist Murder and Carnifex, um, that was that was our last album cycle. That was the last tour we did for Ralph Know My Name. Mm-hmm. We, we already had planned to take the rest of this time unknowingly that we were going to, everything was going to get shut down to finish writing the record. And so, so there, there is a whole different dimension of, of, the, of, of, of like creative space in which we were writing this record that I think really affected like how, how everything came out. And, you know, for better or worse, I think it really kind of made it what it is in its own unique way. Um, having, having this, this odd time to, to, to write it and finish, you know, pumping this out through. Um, especially since it seemed to be planned that way. That's really great, man. Now, how important, but for when you hear the work as a fan, Where Owls Know My Name was the album that needed to happen before you guys did this one in a lot of ways. Um, yeah. Where did you guys get that confidence then to kind of know that, hey, we're going to grow and we're going to go into any direction we want to go in um, at that record? Um. Well, you know, I think it's I think it's something that was always there with us that we kind of always eventually wanted to go in that in that weird direction of where the music's a little bit more progressive and experimental and and, and not just bound by the territory of death metal. Um, I, I think once once we dipped our toes in the waters of 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 what where Al's know my name could do and how the response that you know everyone everyone had with it we realized you know okay you know we can continue moving in this direction and we continue trying to like build upon you know the creativity that 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 inspired us when we were younger and the the kind of music that extends itself out right outside of you know the the metal community and 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 i and i think in in a way you know it has allowed us to express ourselves, you know, a little bit more honestly, you know, in, in, in a musical, in a musical fashion. So I, I, I think, I think this record, 
you know, coming, coming, coming out of Ralph Know My Name, um, uh, really, really felt like touched on that in in a way that, like, you know, I I I can only hope it lives up for for the fans, lives up to what they think the last record was. No, it will. I'm telling you, fans. If you guys haven't gotten it yet, make sure you're doing it. Um, yes, it absolutely will. And like I said, it was it was a record. It's very. There was a lot of hype. We're all excited for it because you know where else? Know my name left such a, a great imprint for us as a fan base, and you guys did a fantastic job. Was there? Did, and was that also a factor in you wanting to take your time to make sure this new album, The Work, is exactly on par, if not better, than what you guys did previously? Oh, hundred percent. You know, it was it was one of the you know it, it was definitely a process of of you know create creating a, a, a certain amount of content and then taking a couple of steps back, letting it settle in, and just kind of seeing if there's any kind of is there anything that needs to be filled in. And I, I think each time we go through this process of writing a record, we we get a little, you know we stand back and look at things a little bit deeper. Uh, um, and account for, for for what has been done before, and in what direction, you know, we're moving in. And uh, you know, it, it, it's it's it, this 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 record, I guess, you know, for for the guys and myself, you know, has 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 definitely pushed those boundaries, you know. Um, and uh, yeah, so <laughs> I don't know if that was that, that was on point with the question you were asking. Absolutely, uh, yeah. No, you guys yeah. pushed boundaries. It's a uh, it's an it's an amazing record. Again, you never know what you, what's coming now, and that's one of my, that's the most exciting thing about bands at a certain point is that like you know what, there's so much experimentation, but it's still the signature sound, and you guys yeah. are continuing to do that, which is fantastic. Now you're currently on tour, as we just talked about. I'm going to see you out here tomorrow here in Las Vegas, which I can't wait for. Um, what's been like coming back to tour? Uh, a lot of bands on the bill. A lot of fans clamoring for it. What's it been like for you to come back after the year off, year and a half off, really, um, to start start back up on the on the old lifestyle way? <laughs> yeah, uh, you know it's 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 a little rusty at first. You know, like it, it takes a little bit to get back into it. But it's honestly, I'm 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 so happy to be back on the road. Um, it's you know after 18 months of of having this time off, which was much needed, you know, uh, I was eager and excited to get back out on the road and, and, and to be doing this with my friends and to be playing for other people. Um, you know, it takes, you know, it, it takes a little, you know, it took a few, a few shows for us to get back into the glove and get back into the pocket of where things, of where things, you know, felt comfortable at. Um, but, you know, like, like any gig, like any tour, you kind of go through those things, and uh, I'm am just I'm grateful that we're able to be out doing things right now because you know it, uh, there, there, there's a thing going on in the world behind all of us, and you know who knows at any point in time if a tour is going to fall through, if it's not. So um, eager and excited, and 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 um, you know just happy to be able to be out here. Just, celebrate music for every with everyone and all the bands you know and uh, you know to see everyone that I haven't seen in such a long time is is, is also rewarding it's it's it really is a, a, a breath of fresh air in a way you know because 
because it's like you know going to concerts whether you're playing whether you're participating whether you know you're working the back end whatever you're doing it's 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 a it's a relief you know and um after after so long of not having that you kind of you kind of crave it you need to get back into it so um yeah it's been it's been long overdue and uh yeah. Yeah, dude. It means it means more, I think, to a lot of us uh, during this time because, like, like you said, I, I don't want to sound ungrateful, but I think we did take it for granted, you know, forever. Yeah. It never was something that I really thought, like, well, you know, I'm not going to see a concert this year or something like that, or you perform a concert this year. And now that we're kind of there, and there's all these precautions and all these little things that we're paying attention to. Uh, the anxiety is a little higher, but the second the band hits the stage, it's like home again. Like you said, it kind of feels like that church thing. Um, but the first few shows this time, was it a little different than like just Rusty? Was there any other avenues that you were like, hey, this is a little, I don't know, man. I feel like, uh, you know, this is a little tougher than I thought right now. Um, you know, like, it, yeah, I, I, guess, I guess like, you know, co- coming back from, from, you know, personal life. Yeah. And back into the grind, you know, kind of like rewiring yourself to be tuned into the frequency of being on tour and, you know, being around other people. And then, you know, along with like being out on the road with all the precautions now, um, uh, which, which honestly, in my mind, that particular aspect of it makes me so much safe. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, it's, it, 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 you know, it's a combination of, I guess, just not having been out in the road in a while. You know, um, the, the, the anticipation of the record coming out, you know, there's, and, uh, you know, and, and knowing how much everyone is, ha- is having this, 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 this uh, returning thirst for music. Because, you, like you said, you, you're, you're right. You know, we probably have taken this for granted. And now that it hasn't been here for so long, everyone wants it. And um, so it's it's an expectation that you know I I I I, I hold serious, and I you know like coming back onto the road, you just gotta be on that A game, and and it's it's a natural like you know like I said it's a natural thing that for it to take a couple of days, but um, outside of just you know getting used to sleeping in the van, getting, we also have a new in ear rig, mm-hmm. so that's 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 kind of new on this tour. We've been kind of adjusting to like working with that. We never had had that before, um, so um, it, it, you know there, there's bits and pieces of different things that kind of slowly but surely aligning and coming together. And 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 the show, the crowd have been have been awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, just just nonstop the whole the whole show from beginning to end. Um, and you know, it's you know, a, 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 every everything's coming together. <laughs> dude it's it's uh yeah i've been to a few shows and i that's what i always say it's just like it's i finally get to sigh you know it's like yay and i mean there's just like i i if you look around you don't see like smiles across every face at a heavy metal show there's usually somebody with like a frown or like a tough guy face now it's just all smiles it's like we're, yeah. we're playing the happiest yeah. music ever <laughs> dude it's great man yeah Absolutely, absolutely. Whether they're smiling, whether they're you know, headbanging, or they're moshing, it's just there's some kind of participation going on, and it, it, everyone seems to be ecstatic. Absolutely, it's a beautiful, a beautiful thing, man. So again, yeah, we, man. we do want to talk about everybody. If you haven't yet, the work 
It's out September 24th, guys. Make sure you are picking it up, man. Fantastic album, I got to tell you. Love the artwork as well. Can you tell me a little bit about uh, what's behind that artwork and how it came together? Um, yeah, so the artwork um, is done by Nancy Green, who's, who's uh, done like the other uh, three albums. Sorry, yeah, three other, uh, three other albums that we've uh, released on Metal Blade. And um, with this particular record, we had these certain images and elements that hold us, represent a certain aspect of what this album means for us and, and uh, the theme behind it. So uh, we also wanted to merge, merge like the first, the, the, the artwork that we did in the first album, The Consciousness of Light, we kind of wanted to return the, the, the set and setting of that particular landscape in this, in this, in this artwork album cover for the work. Um, so we, we spoke to Dancy Graves and we shot him a bunch of ideas that we had and themes and images and ideas that kind of were speaking the language of this album. And um, there's, there's a lot, as people can notice, there's, there's trains, there's this landscape that's just completely covered with ice and frozen over, you know, and then there's this cabin kind of like sitting off to the side that looks real cozy inside, but, you know, outside of that, it's just the brutal, chaotic, you know, winter. And, and this, I, I, from, from, from what I piece together and, and how I see it, this record is supposed to just, like the artwork on it is supposed to capture um, the, like the, 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 there's, there's particular, the particular themes throughout the album have, have essential components in, in the art. So like the, the door on the, on the cabin um, is kind of like a recurring theme that's heard throughout the album, the sound clips of doors closing. And, and that's kind of like a mantra that is, that is kind of spoken about or seen throughout the, heard throughout the, uh, the album. Um, and the strains, you kind of see at the bottom of the artwork are, are kind of like a representation of, of the sound of, of the Reading Railroad passing by here kind of in the beginning of the record and throughout the record. Um, and these, these are all elements that are kind of relative to our personal life in the sense and surrounding where we live. Um, but it, 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 at the same time, taking all those personal things out of it, and just like examining the artwork for what it is and what Dan Seagrave created for us, it articulates the nature of 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 what of what the album's lyrical content is about, and just something an area a place that's just brutal and relentless and cold and frigid, and there's this place, the cabin, you know, in the artwork that has this comfort to it mm. you know and the i guess how i would how i would put it i'm having a hard time articulating all this but is is that that that, that cabin is supposed to represent you know uh, our, our, our little comfort hub that we sometimes have for ourselves 
and we kind of ignore the bitterness and the coldness outside of that. And, you know, we always go back into our little cabin, just, you know, spend our time there, and, you know, but it's, uh, I don't know if that's coming, coming across correctly. Absolutely. Um, no, that's what I saw. I saw the hope in the, with the light yeah. on and I'm like, this is the, in my mind again, uh, you know, I'll, I'll, it's open to misinterpretation. It's hard, but I see it as I'm like, that's yeah. the goal of life is to find this, this happy place for yourself and then eventually add people to it, but keep it all in the same space, you know, and just kind of yeah. have this hopeful and beautiful thing. And I really like that. And like you said, the frigid on the outside. And I also saw that there was this divide, like you said, that's probably where the train's going. Um, that separates you from, from another part of the, uh, the world, yeah. you know. Yes, yeah. It's 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 you know the the the, yeah, the train definitely has this archetypical construct that has been ripped apart, kind of kind of like bridging the concept that this point at this point in time in in, in the Rivers of Nile universe, the world has been torn apart, and places that we that we go to to kind of uh, we go to to kind of uh, release ourselves or, or to, to relax, you know, to, to find comfort and conformity, like that cabin, you know, those walls are getting slow, slowly but surely close and smaller, you know, and more confined. Um, and it's a world outside of us that's knocking, knocking at the door, you know. It, so I, I, I think that, yeah. I think that's the best way I can articulate it. <laughs> it's beautiful, man. No, thank you so much. Yeah. And that's something that, I mean, right when I saw it, it was like I, when something draws me in before I even hear the record, I, I love to talk about it. And it did that. And I'm like, I want to know what this is about. And the fact that you guys take the time to tie it into the lyrical concept, to give the ideas, to give us the whole package. That's what it's always been about with me when it comes to music, when it comes to things. It's, it, everything has a piece to the puzzle, and you guys really have done a, a fantastic job from the artwork to the music on this album. Now, one thing I did want to touch base on now, and I don't know if a lot of people know, but um, I w- it, you are a hard of hearing, and you have been your whole life. That's, is that correct? Yeah, yep. And, and uh, tell me a little bit about, because I know the film that a lot of us saw was sound, uh, The Sound of Metal last year. Um, a fantastic film, and from your perspective, did that film kind of? Did you have a chance to see that film or no? Yeah, actually, I did. Um, I got to watch that through the pandemic. And, mm. um, I, I, I honestly, I, I, th- I thought the movie was was, was pretty good, mm. and it was a it was an accurate depiction of 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 kind of what it's like living in that world. You know, um, the drummer, uh, I forget his name. In the film, uh, but you know he's at scene. He's he's playing, and then all of a sudden, you know, the sound just starts just dropping out of you know out of his ears, and can't 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 hear everything correctly. And I, I remember when I, I remember when I saw that, I, I I was like, this is exactly what it's like at times when you're playing a live show. Um, for me, um, you know. When I was younger, I, I kind of I accepted I accepted the disability of, of not being able to hear correctly. But it never like stopped me from wanting to pursue the things I wanted to participate in. I wanted to be a part of, especially when it came to music. Um, so for for a very long period of time, when I was younger, um, I kind of it didn't really stand in the way 
when I was, you know, jamming out with my friends or trying to build a, a music project. But as the years went on and as I got older, you know, and as the music got louder, <laughs> um, you know, it definitely got to the point where, like, uh, you know, it just became, it, it became a lot harder, a lot harder to do. And, you know, they're kind of like finding, it became, you know, I got to this point where I had to like find this balance of being able to hear the music and still be able to do what I love, what I love and what I'm passionate about, you know, with music. And, um, you know, there's, there's definitely a few periods of my life where questioning, you know, do I still want to continue playing music because, you know, um, like, I, I could lose my hearing, you know, I could completely, completely lose it. And, and, and then what am I going to do then? Um, or, you know, I could continue this route and, and protect my hearing and believe in what I'm doing. And, you know, that's, and that's kind of where I stuck with, um, is it the smartest decision? I don't know, but I, 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 I tend to, you know, live life in the fast lane and, and do what I love and do what I'm passionate about. And I think a part of that is, is kind of what cropped the mentality uh, for me that, you know, knowing the difficulties of uh, that, that sometimes have to face, you know, um, uh, performing, um, not always being able to hear the mix, not always being able to, to hear um, everything the way that everyone else is hearing it um, and hope for the best that I can still perform the way everyone else is performing without any exceptions or failures, you know, along the way. Um, so it's, it's, a, it's an interesting, funny, and, and intimate and, you know, um, story and journey, you know, kind of going through this. Um, it can be distorting, but heartwarming at the same time, and, you know, blissfully silent, <laughs> you know, along the way. Um, but it's, uh, I, I, as, as a young person, um, I never really allowed, I, I never really allowed myself to feel any different from, from, from anyone else. I, I, I tried my hardest to make sure that I could still do all the things that everyone else did. And it, and it wasn't something that would allow myself to think that it would hold me back because I have other friends who are hard of hearing and, um, you know, it, it's, it's not like any disability. It's not, it's, 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 it's not an easy thing to, to walk through in life. And, um, you know, it can be difficult. It can be difficult finding your, finding your place, finding your balance, you know, um, in the social setting, um, and, and, you know, what the person wants to do with their life. Uh, but for me, you know, I just, I stuck to what I knew, uh, what, what I've always done. And, uh, even, even if it was kind of, you know, brushing elbows, so to speak, or it's not necessarily the smartest thing to be doing. <laughs> um, I had to keep, I had to keep at it. You know, I had to keep at it and keep, keep doing it. Dude, um, I mean, that's, that's, yeah. that's beautiful, brother. It is. It's inspirational. Yeah. People need to hear it. People need to know. Um, I got to tell you, man, like I needed this conversation. You're motivating me just talking to you. And, and um, that's a great thing, though. But that's the thing is you nailed it, is that there's so, so many of us that don't follow that path of, of 
well, there's something in my way. Okay, whatever. Yeah. It's just I'll, 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 it's a hill or a plateau. I'm going to step over it. You know, if it's a mountain, I'll step over it. And, and um, I think a lot, of, a lot of people that are, are unaware of that situation now are aware. And, and again, it's just a motivating thing, dude. So thank you so much oh, for yeah, it, man. man. Thank you so much for I, it, you know. Hell yeah, dude. Uh, thank you. <laughs> and and I, I couldn't pick a better, better band for my stepson to see first, man, tomorrow night out here in Las Vegas. I can't wait. House of Blues. He, he's little, so he can look up, though, because you guys are going to be high up on the stage. That's the cool thing about that venue. So he won't be like behind somebody's back. <laughs> no, no. I, 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 I look forward to pointing him out and uh, – and, uh, and, and ha- making sure that he has a great evening Dude, with all of us. Jake, man, and that's, that's the love. That's our music. That's our scene. That's the beautiful thing, man. So I, do, I know our time is up, man, so I just want to one more time promote to everybody out there, guys. Do not sleep on the new record from Rivers and Nile, guys. The work, it is going to be out September 24th. It is a fantastic record. Man, I am just happy to even promote that and celebrate this on any level and this is going to be a fantastic thing so with that jake dude thank you so much for gracing our presence and talking to me here on the metal sucks podcast absolutely my friend thank you so much for having me and um uh it's really good to be on here and to be talking to you and uh, i can't wait for tomorrow and we're gonna have a great time I want your money, your time I want your patience and your pride I'm a restless in a And I'm working overtime So heaven help me And the dollar defense 
the Metal Sucks Podcast.
Metal Sucks Podcast.
All right, guys, and we are back. First song you heard is off the latest record, guys, The Work. This is going to make top 10 lists. Make sure you guys are picking it up and spending some time with it. This record, it's excellent, man. The first song you heard is Clean. Second song off the same record is Focus. Once again, The Work is out right now. just came out this past Friday. Go pick up a physical copy or make sure you are streaming it. Whatever you guys do to listen to music, take the time, put the effort. The work is out now, guys. Third song you guys heard is from a band called Live Los, and their new album, And Then There Were None, is coming out October 22nd. Guys, that is the title track we played for you, And Then There Were None. Make sure you guys, if you haven't checked out Live Los, that's L-I-V-L-O-S, make sure you guys are checking out this new record. It's coming out October 22nd. And with that, I want to thank everybody out there for the five-star reviews we keep getting on the good old Apple iTunes. That is all we ask for as a show. That's it, guys. We don't need comments. We don't need nothing. If you guys can go to the Apple iTunes, click five stars on that review. That's what we're looking at. That's what really helps us out. Uh, Last week, we gave you guys a half episode. We're working hard to promote all the amazing music that's coming out right now. Let's see what happens this week. Who knows? But make sure you guys, if you if you support the show and appreciate all the hard work, that five-star review. And make sure you guys are supporting our other podcast, Rise to Offend, guys. We have done over 100 episodes, and new episodes are coming and are on their way. I'm working on one right now as we speak. So make sure you guys are checking that out. It's our documentary discussion podcast where we take figures that have been offensive to society, whether it be someone like Gigi Allen or someone like... John Callahan, for you guys that don't know, Steve Biko, whoever disrupted the system and we tell their story using clips of them from interviews and stuff like that. If you guys haven't checked it out, we just finished a three-part episode on Chuck Schuldiner from Death. Dude, Rise to Offend is the name of the podcast. Check it out. I think you guys will be fans if you guys check out the metal icons that we've done on that show. And with that, the Metal Sucks Podcast is signing off.